Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good afternoon, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is having a wonderfully manic Monday. Manic on the upswing. Just another manic Monday because it's a good Monday because it's T-G-I-M. Thank God it's Monday. And I would, I feel that way, but my freaking allergies have been kicking my behind. So, want to pop on here and visit with you guys. Hello, Mimi. Visit with you guys for just a little bit. Um, had a question come in last week from Diane. Diane has a kiddo in school who's not been having any behavior problems but he's been having some learning problems and Diane was going to get him diagnosed get him assessed but her friend said hold up wait a minute Mr. Postman oh 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 wait a minute oh yeah Mr. Postman uh, oh <laughs> so the friend said hold on and um, I see you Mimi the friend said, hold on, because you don't want it to be misdiagnosed, which is valid. Um, but here's the thing. The friend said, maybe it's trauma. That's what it was. You don't want to be misdiagnosed, maybe it's trauma. Yes. Good point. Good point, friend. Um, here's the thing. Yes, children do get misdiagnosed often. And yes, trauma actually needs to be addressed first. I was just having an exchange with a, one of my posties who's a school teacher last night. Um, what we don't do is we don't assess, we don't address the trauma, we don't address the emotional sensitivity, the stress sensitivity, the fear sensitivity first before we start working on the learning. And I'm gonna tell you, if you've got a child who has learning difficulties, you have a child who has social skill challenges. Um, if you have a child who, um, you know, can't focus, can't, can't, can't sit down and pay attention, you have a child who's probably got some kind of trauma. And that means they have some level of hypervigilance, trauma-associated hypervigilance, that makes it really difficult for them to funnel out all the sensory input and allow them to just focus on one task. And so what that also creates is that ch that creates a child who's going to struggle um, emotionally, socially and emotionally. And so now when it comes to thinking about this from the context of the classroom, I look weary. Thank you so much, Brian Kendra. I feel a little tired. I've actually had two naps today. Hey, Allison. Um, when you think about this in the context of the child in the classroom, a assessment for, for learning, for learning styles is very important. Um, you want to make sure the child does not have, um, what's the word where you see things backwards. You want to assess and make sure the child is not dyslexic. Okay. Cause that's very important. A lot of kids um, a lot of institutions miss, miss diagnosing dyslexia. So they just think that it's a learning 
um, disorder when it's when in fact the child actually doesn't see things the way everyone else sees them. So that's something good to be tested for. Um, and I think probably in this instance, it's it's worrying less about a diagnosis because you're almost going to definitely end up with an ADHD diagnosis. Schools love to give kids ADHD diagnoses. I personally feel like that's uh, an elementary diagnosis just because it's so basic. Um, almost any child who's diagnosed ADHD has trauma in their history. So unless you're unless you're addressing the PTSD. Just labeling them ADHD is kind of giving them a, a, a is kind of doing them a disservice because the next thing is just going to be medication. Um, assessing for learning styles: is the child auditory? Are they visual? Are they kinesthetic? A lot of children diagnosed with ADHD are actually mislabeled kinesthetic or mislabeled kinesthetic learners. Kinesthetic learners need to be able to move when they learn. They need to be able to be physical and active and they learn best that way. They don't learn best through through just looking and reading off the board or reading the book or, or just listening to the teacher. They learn through being engaged. Hey there, Mama Loma. And uh, thank you, Catherine. Emily says, if only we could get the public school system to get it. Yes, it is. it can be extremely frustrating. Um, so here's the thing. You want to, and this was, this actually was, it got me a little frustrated last night because my, my posty school teacher was talking about her child and I'm like, golly, it's so frustrating how we want to pigeonhole children around behaviors and we make no assessments and considerations for their emotional dysregulation. And in, in, in this instance, I know Diane said that her son doesn't have a behavior issue. It's a learning issue. The first things I want to do is I want to make sure that, like, he's auditory, visual, or kinesthetic. Make sure he's learning. Someone is assessing for his learning style. The second thing I want to make sure is I want to make sure he's not overwhelmed because he may not have, um, he may not be hyper aroused. See, there's, there's two, two kind of, um, spectrums of the behaviors, the child who's, when stress gets hyper aroused, that's the ADHD child, or there's the child who becomes depressed and dissociative, dissociative which is hypo arousal. So I'm going to make sure that he's not reaching a level of stress and shutting down. That could be um, a real source of challenge for him. If there's something going on in the classroom that's stressing him out to the point that he's shutting down, and taking his brain offline and making it difficult for him to learn. So assess for the learning styles, assess for the for the um, the stress and the overwhelm, the dissociative nature, the, the dissociative tendencies, and, and assess for dyslexia. And don't let them just give him a diagnosis. I mean, just it, it's an assessment doesn't have to have doesn't have to lead to a diagnosis. And you're not talking about behavioral issues. So we're just too quick. Our educational systems are too quick to want to diagnose as opposed to hold themselves accountable for, hold themselves responsible and accountable for are they teaching to the child's learning style. And every, the majority of children are auditorial visual. So, you know, you've got a majority of children in a classroom that learn a certain way and, and that's how we teach to them. But there are some children that may have some little needs different. So I really want to know what that learning style is for him. Check that dyslexia and find out what may be going on in the classroom or what may be going on in the school that could be causing him to feel stressed out and overwhelmed and therefore making it impossible for him to learn. And remember, 
and to remember, because remember what Joseph Ledeau says, in times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. So this is like, this is like school education success 101. In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. If your child is going to school and he or she is stressed out right off the bat, if he or she has not eaten, if he or she is not feeling well, if he or she has not slept well, if he or she um, is engaged with a teacher who is punitive and who may be shaming them and is causing them stress, or if they're the recipient of both, they're being bullied, that may be causing them stress. Their thinking will be confused and distorted and their short-term memory is suppressed. So like the first thing I wanna do, if I've got a child who's got learning difficulties, the very, very, very first thing I wanna do is make sure I'm creating an, an environment that is safe and consistent and predictable, i.e. regulated. That's one of the things I wanna do first and foremost. I wanna make sure the environment that they are in is a safe environment, a secure environment, a predictable environment, a consistent environment, i.e. a regulated environment. It becomes so important because you might just find out that something else is going on besides him just having trouble learning. So um, look into that. So the environment, probably the big one, number one is what I'd go for. Number two, have him, have him assess for a dyslexia. Number three, learning styles. What's his dominant learning style? School psychologist should be able to, to do that for you. And um, what was number four? Actually, I added number one, so that threw me off. So number four is yes, make sure he's not um, having a stress reaction and then being dissociative in nature and that's causing some of his challenges. Uh, Lala says, holding a clipboard while a child is participating in class, everyday checks or access stink, stinks. Yes, it does stink. If I have a teacher standing over me uh, waiting to, to like give me an X or give me a check, if I'm not doing something appropriately, guess what that creates? It creates stress for me. And if it creates stress for me, guess what else that creates? It creates a difficulty in me thinking clearly, and it creates a difficulty in accessing my short-term memory, which means I'm going to have a difficulty in learning. Learning. So assess for those things. I hope those things are helpful for all of you guys. I know we are full in school. Today was Columbus Day, so I don't know if everyone, or Native American Day. I'm not even sure what day, what day it's recognized as now, but some states aren't recognizing it as Columbus Day. Now they're recognizing it as Native American Day, which is pretty cool. So um, there you have it. Hope you guys are doing good. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. Oh, before I tell you that, no, let me tell you that. We always have two choices. You can continue to react from your same imprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or you can stop, you can take three to 10 deep breaths, and you can choose love. Now, I saw the Joker last week, loved it. I, I loved it, Now I wouldn't recommend it for small children, obviously, and I was with one of my families who had their two teenage children, so I plan on talking to them about it and getting their perspective. It's interesting that there seems to be more movies these days kind of focused around adoption. So apparently the Joker was adopted. I love movies with backstories. Like uh, I saw that Broadway play Wick Wicked, which is the backstory of the Wicked Witch of the East, the, the witch with the green face. So cool. But uh, 
So the Joker was adopted and he was abused, physically and emotionally abused, and he grew up with a mom who had mental health issues. And just a ongoing series of events led to a psychotic break, which led to him kind of publicly becoming the Joker. So interesting. I think it's a movie worth watching. So anyway, Big Papa loves you guys. Um, God bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic evening. And let's see. I'll see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat place. Good night, guys.